another episode of Bring Money. It is Monday, May 1st. Uh, happy May Day to everyone around the world, all the listeners, all the comrades. Uh, and, you know, right off top, we should say uh, thank you to the sponsor of the show, Mr. George Soros, uh, Soros Incorporated, and the uh, Soros family of companies for sponsoring the show um, and getting me paid, you know, I know that it's organized Labor Day and it's May 1st, but you know, rent and mortgages are due and my check cleared. So ultimately that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, we should just right off top because of May Day and we want to make sure that we're actually celebrating appropriately and we're talking about organized labor. We have four incredibly special guests. We have Ivy, Esther, Christina, and Michelle, all of whom are currently employed by the Salt Lake City Public Libraries. And if you haven't heard yet, we're going to break the news. Folks, they're unionizing. So right off top, congratulations to all four of you. And uh, we're super excited to be talking about the unionization because if there's one thing uh, we love even more than libraries, it's unions. So what a perfect marriage. And thank you. And welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. So let's, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just kind of jump right into this and get into the interview portion of the show. So right off top, so how did this, how did this union effort kind of come about? Um, On my side, it's a little silly. I was reading some sort of library journal and it was an, an article about, I think the Denver public library system and their unionization effort. And I just turned to Christina and was like, we should unionize. (laughs) So what were kind of, what was, what were the thoughts of why you should unionize? Like when you were, you were going through and you saw, oh, well, you know, our sister city, Denver, they're unionized. Why not us? Yeah. I think at a base level, a union is going to benefit employees, no matter what the workforce and the workplace looks like. So starting from there. And then building up from the fact that I hadn't worked at the library very long, but I had heard a lot of issues from a lot of different people. And it seemed like there was a disconnect. There was a wage issue. Um, I just saw an opportunity for hopefully positive change. Well, so you you mentioned wage issues and there was some other uh, you know disparities and, and miscommunications. Do you mind kind of expanding on that a little bit? Yeah, I think... The thing to know is that our lowest paid positions have recently increased um, in the past year. But when we first started talking, there were like $11 and some change. Um, And the majority of our workforce is part-time. The people that run the library are part-time. And those folks also don't receive benefits. But then I heard that the Salt Lake County Library System offers benefits to all of their employees, no matter what their hour status is. And that just felt like a really large disparity and not a very far distance. I think that's that's completely fair. Now, can you tell me which branch you, branches you all work at? Because is this is this is citywide, correct? This isn't just the downtown library. I want to I want to clarify yeah. that. We have eight branches and one branch in utero. If you haven't heard about it, it's <laughs> going to be in the ballpark neighborhood. Uh, that's coming up soon. Anyway, I work at um, the main library, 
in the fiction, periodicals, and teen department. Well, that's great. So let's, we talked a little bit about it, but uh, let's expand more. Like, I'd love to hear from all of you, uh, what issues do you find most important when it comes to unionizing? Oh, I thought we were doing our little branch introductions. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Sorry. Well, you cut them off, off, Greg. How dare you? Cut him, you cut them off. No, it's yeah. okay. Uh, I can go into it. Uh, I am part-time at the library. I've worked at the library for five years, and I've tried my darndest to not be part-time. Uh, just for the sake of, you know, wanting to live my life and seeing, as Esther said, uh, how much of the library is run by part-time people. When you think of libraries, you think of, like, 80-year-old ladies sitting at a desk and saying, like, shh, that they've worked there for forever. But we just have a bunch of, like, people in our 20s who... A lot of them are very, very well educated. I worked with a guy who had my same job for a couple of years and has a doctorate. And like he just, he left because he just couldn't deal with that anymore. Um, it's like there's a huge disparity in who people, who is promoted and the benefits that people have. And that has been a huge thing for me to see, especially considering that the county library does give benefits to part time and. I don't think we've mentioned this already. The city library employees are the only city workers who are not uh, part of a contract. Wow. Wow. That's actually kind of amazing too, especially because like you think about every other city worker, whether it's police officers, teachers, firefighters, anything else, they do work off a contract too. They do have some elements of collective bargaining. So to hear that the library is the only one that doesn't have that is extraordinary itself, especially with how important like libraries are in the city too, because they're a central like organizing space for pretty much any type of social group possible. So yeah, it seems like it's important. Yeah. This comment that we're seeing is that like, Oh, government workers shouldn't unionize. And it's like, well, <laughs> most government workers are unionized on every level from city, County, state, and federal. Um, and we just we just want to be part of it too. Yeah, and our communities love us. If you look at our letter, our community support letters, you can see that there are like so many names, and the messages are so kind. So we see that the patrons also want the best for us because they understand that this will be the best for our communities. Even when you say don't read the comments, and you go read the comments. For the most part, there are a lot of really great, really supportive ones. Well, that, uh, we love to hear that. Now, when it comes to unions, I think one of, the, one of the main roadblocks that people have, despite that it's completely legal and a lot of times encouraged for people to start unions, is there's, there's I think for a lot of reasons, people feel intimidated to start a union. Have you, have you felt that intimidation how have you been able to overcome those feelings? And then what do you say to folks who want to unionize but are currently feeling intimidated? You want to feel like... Michelle, you should talk to you. Um, I just, I feel like my like audio is not coming out super well. So just like, let me know if I need to like start shouting. But, um, yeah, you might, you want to, you kind of are going to want to talk loud. I can hear you, but it's a little muffled and, and a little okay. low. Okay. You know what? How about Esther, you start? I'm going to fix my audio. 
I think for us and for me personally, it was the community that we found along the way with unionizing um, because it is such a daunting task. We are an over 300 employee organization, but what kept me going was like the friendships and the community we had along the way. And it's like, okay, really though, we can do it. <laughs> it makes me emotional. I say it every time, but like, it really does. Thinking about the community we've formed. I also think it's worth mentioning that we're lucky at the beginning when we first started talking, we were at the ground. We had no idea what we were doing, but because we are city employees, we were able to work with ask me and ask me has been around forever and they know their stuff. So we really benefited from having them to, uh, you know, support us and help lead the process. What, kind, what does that support look like? Um, to knowing the laws, to having legal support, to understanding like the steps of unionizing. Um, I feel we did kind of jump the gun at one point, thinking that we were going to go public sooner than we were. And so we were like, we're super excited, had a letter of intent ready and everything. And then AFSCME read it and was like, this is amazing, but let's slow down. Let's get your community in order. Let's, let's get everything in order. And they were great at like, um, it helping us through it, but in the long and everything, it has been our union. We have been organizing as like a community and always supporting each other. So it, so it sounds like the internal support's pretty strong among the library, but um, how about external support too? Like um, besides AFSCME, have you had any sort of support from like say city government from the local state democratic party or even just external like organizing organizations themselves. Yes. So I, uh, uh, help with the social media and we have had a ton of support from local, um, politicians, political parties on Twitter, uh, which has been really cool. I like it seriously took so little time for us to make those connections. Uh, and then also on the Instagram, Esther's better at the Instagram. She can talk about it more than me. I would say before we went public, though, it was oh, mostly yes. That's true. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was our, we did consult with one um, lawyer, and the lawyer was like, don't try to start a union on your own. You have no <laughs> idea what you're doing, which is true. It's yeah. just true. But it's also encouraging because we had no idea what we were doing, and here we are. Now, just to kind of switch the topics, um, we've talked a little bit about your your inspiration to unionize and how the efforts came about. Um, is any of that spawned from some of the other local unions? We've talked to members of the uh, the Four South Starbucks who unionized. There's also the story about the uh, Park City Ski Patrol who unionized and got wages. Was that when you see that there is an actual local labor movement? Is that inspiring to you all? Yeah, for sure. Um, I, at least for myself, seeing those like big corporations like Starbucks unionizing and seeing them being able to like speak up and ask for their rights was super inspiring and why it has given me energy to keep doing what we're doing. Yeah, we should say definitely solidarity to our uh, Starbucks comrades. They've done some uh, some pretty groundbreaking work in the city now another topic i want to talk about we, we you said it you know on the initially that the reception uh has been 
fairly positive. But I want to talk about both like inside the library and the, the general public, not just on social media. How, how has the re- reception been to your uh, unionizing efforts? I still think pretty good. Like we said, we have our community letter of support, which if people want to sign it, we can give you social media information later. Uh, yeah, we'd be happy to put it in the, uh, we have, the episode notes. I don't have the exact number, but like knowing the last time we checked in, I can say for sure that there's over a thousand people on it, which is just astonishing. And then we on the back end can see some comments that people have made when they filled it out. And that's really incredible too. Uh, and then within the library, that's a whole other story. But do you have thoughts on the public part? Any of the rest of you guys? Any other thoughts? I would say that the library as an institution is a relatively radical organization. And so we have heard from managers, like people that aren't qualified for the union that do support what we're doing um, yeah. and see why we're doing what we're doing. So that has been really encouraging as well. Well, I, uh, I commend you for doing that. And that's really exciting news to hear. Um, now, do you have any advice for people who are thinking about organizing their workspaces? I mean, I think developing any sort of relationship with your coworkers is pretty vital um, and being able to feel comfortable and open talking about the things that you feel about your work and ways that you're treated and why you think that you could be treated better. I think that that was like the biggest way to start everything and uh, also develops a great solidarity in the process. Uh, Having snacks at meetings. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like as silly as it sounds, it just makes it more enjoyable. It makes people want to hang out. Um, It just makes it more of a community effort. Yeah. (laughs) I don't go to meetings unless there are Reese's and fruit snacks. Yeah. Well, I mean, we specifically had, I think we had three meetings that we called socials. It was just like extra snacks meetings, you know. <laughs> How yeah. do I get a job at the library? <laughs> <laughs> you guys hiring? I can move books. <laughs> I think that speaks to the keys to the new American labor movement is just chatting up your coworkers and just having snacks on hand. Like yeah, that's, I think it's pretty much it. I think there is something to like building a relationship with your coworkers, which seems in a lot of workspaces to kind of be discouraged. Like, you know, the average worker continues to be more and more individualized and atomized. And I think that's a hard part about working from home. Uh, But I think that's by design. And I think when you realize that you're not in this alone, then that solidarity, uh, really comes to light. Yeah. I would say another tool that we used and was really helpful was Michelle created like a digital zine. So it's kind of like an Instagram story, essentially. That like has like clickable links to learn about unionization and who we're going with. And that was, it helped with coworkers who were like, oh yeah, like you're going to try to unionize, but like, oh no, like here's this product we made and like, this is why it's legit. And this is our plan. Um, this is what you can do. And that really helped people who were like, I don't know about this. They were like, okay, it's like, you're, you're really doing it. Yeah. When you talk about unionizing, unionizing in for, I I think it's, it's terrible, but unionizing and just the word union almost has a dark cloud surrounded by it in America. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, it's, 
it's corrupt or, oh, you have to pay so much in your union dues. Like there's, you know, the, the laundry list of excuses. Why? How are you able to convince people that unions are actually a positive thing? I guess for me, I, um, I would ask them if they had any like prior incidences in the system. And when they told me, cause they usually did, um, I would say, well, if we had a union that you would have been protected or you wouldn't have had to gone through that. And that was always something that people seem to understand when it would, it would affect something that they were doing. So you personalize it. Yeah, for sure. Personalizing it was the main key for me, especially getting all the signatures when we were looking for them. I really think, go ahead, Esther. I think we also benefited hugely from systems like Denver and systems across the country that have already unionized and were able to point to their contracts or point to their negotiations right now and what they're getting out of their unionization effort and just show that it's possible that something can come out of this one as well. I also think that uh, it's a huge gap in it is people not understanding what unions are. Uh, there, I think almost every single person I think who was hesitant, who we either sent them the zine or we sent them the information for our organizer at AFSME came out on the other end, uh, supportive of it. That's, uh, that's incredibly exciting to hear. Now, before we put a, uh, a bow on this interview, we want to make sure to ask how can we at Brigham Young Money, as well as other people who are listening to this episode, support your efforts and make sure this union becomes a reality. We are hoping and waiting to get voluntarily recognized by our library board and then eventually city council. So putting pressure, encouraging city council, the mayor, our library board, um, emailing our executive director being like, I support the staff and what they're doing. Just having those public voices behind us means a lot because we are a public institution. Yes. Are there any upcoming events or organizing rallies or anything else? Not right now, no. Um, there will be the board meeting next month, which I will have to check and see. Do you guys know off the top of your head what day the next board meeting is? May 22nd. Okay. And so having public support there is amazing. We had so many people show out for the board meeting last week, and they usually don't have any public people. They had to like put us in a bigger room and get extra chairs. It was amazing. It's incredible. Uh, but attending the board meeting is big. In addition to just like um, supporting us in that way on social media, if you are part of an organization that wants to like release their own statement saying, hey, we support, that would be amazing. We also have posts on our social medias specifically for uh, posting at the mayor. Please do it. Download them, post them, tell her yes. to read it. <laughs> yes, Erin Mendenhall got that endorsement from the AFL-CIO from the state, too. So tell her she needs to earn her labor union money, okay? There you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, uh, if people want more information or they want to follow you on social media, uh, how can they do that? Well, the Twitter is SLCPL underscore Workers United. The Twitter does not let you have a handle that long. So it's just S-L-C-P-L-W-U. And there are links to all of these things in the bios of those social media, community support letter and all that jazz. 
and we'll uh, throw that in the uh, notes for the show as well too. So, so if you're uh, looking for any of this information, just check the uh, episode notes for this one. Well, ladies, that's all the questions that we have for you. Uh, is there anything else uh, while we have you here that you'd like to address? Floor is yours. Do you guys have anything? <laughs> um, solidarity forever. Solidarity oh, yes. forever. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank you all for taking time out of your Monday evening to speak with us. And congratulations on the effort. We're in your corner. Um, open invitation to come back on the show whenever you'd like. And solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you. When the union's inspiration through the workers' blood shall run, there can be no power greater neath the stars or with the sun. Yet what force on earth is weaker than the feeble strength of one? But the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. For the union makes us strong. Is there aught we hold in common with the greedy parasite who would lash us into serfdom and would crush us with his might? Is there anything left to us but to organize and fight? For the union makes us strong. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. Solidarity forever. For the union makes us strong. All the world that's owned by idle drones is ours and ours alone. We have laid the wide foundations, built it skyward stone by stone. It is ours not to toil in, but to master and to own. For the union makes us strong.